as a therapist and couples counselor, I will tell you, couples counseling does not fix marriages. You are listening to Relationship Renegade, the show where we talk about relationships, the realities, the hard truths, the hard truths that a lot of times we try to ignore. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. Thank you for joining me for another installment of Relationship Renegade. On this episode, we are going to talk about something that uh, gets relationships into some some challenges, you know, some rough patches. Uh, we're going to talk about solutions by the name of this uh, episode. Um, and, and the first thing I want to start off saying is we have a, a, a really a jacked up idea. Well, maybe not jacked up, but it's incomplete, right? The way we think about solutions and problem solving. So by definition, the word solution, or when we say we need to problem solve, it leads you to think that when you do this thing, or when you implement that thing, the solution is fixed, or the problem problem's fixed, it's solved, it's done, and gone away with. But if you've ever tried to solve any kinds of problems or solutions, you know very well that that really is not the case. Okay? The whole idea of fixing something, um, be it something, um, you know, that's broken, you know, whether that's, I don't know, a faucet or, uh, I don't know, your car, it really is only a matter of time before you have to fix it again. You know, we we understand that, right? But for some reason, a lot of us, we have it in our heads that once we fix this or we address this or we solve this, then it's done. We put a bow on it and, and we put it away forever. And that is what creates a lot of issues and relationships. So, and, and I don't mean, again, not just romantic relationships, but at work, if you're someone who's, uh, a manager or a supervisor. This comes up quite often with coworkers uh, in your own families. It comes up if you have children. This comes up where you know you sit down, you talk, you address something, and then you find yourself ten seconds later having the same problem. And so, if we can get to a point where we look at how we problem solve or how we find solutions slightly different then that will lead us to a different dynamic in our relationships. And, that, and, and the relationships, I mean relationships um, with everyone. So what I'll, before we really jump into it, what I'll say is one way that I've learned to, to deal with this, and this is, I guess we can call it a bit of a dilemma, um, but for me it's not, and I'll tell you why. Because I've gotten used to imperfections, okay? I've, I've lived long enough 
And I don't mean I'm terribly old. I'm not. But I've lived long enough. I've seen enough to understand that there are imperfections. Even in some of the best solutions, there will be imperfections. You know, um, we recently had some remodeling work done in our home. And even after it's done, you know, we had some water damage. The water damage is taken care of. We remove the drywall and, you know, you pastor, you paint. And even after all that is said and done, you still find some imperfections. Now, some people find that unacceptable. And to those people, I say, well, good luck and God bless you. Because even with the most skilled repair person, okay, there will still be some minor imperfections. And while I call them imperfections and I've gotten accept, I've come to accept them, I, I think of them more in terms of variances and unique attributes, okay? And that isn't like, you know, just flipping it, but I... I've lit, I've come to accept and appreciate these things when they do happen. Something else I'll share that I've learned about solutions, um, and this is something I learned from my uh, one of my professors. Uh, he was actually the, my dissertation chair when I was in getting my doctorate. When you're so when you're searching for solutions, right? In my particular case, I was doing some research. And, and this is qualitative research, to be exact, um, where you do interviews and you collect data and you analyze the data and you look at the data. Um, a little different from quantitative research where you're looking purely at numbers. What I learned from him is that what you often find is not necessarily the answer to the question, but you actually find a the next best question okay rather than a solution or a satisfying answer you are confronted with the next best question and you continue to find the next best question so in 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 essence it's a process that never really ends and so back to what i was saying before when we're talking about solutions, you may solve a problem, um, whether that's in your family, with your kids, your relationship, your job, your coworkers. You may solve it today. You may solve it tomorrow. But you're going to have to solve that same problem again and again and so on, right? Because situations and circumstances change. And so when I say situations and circumstances, you may have some new employees. And so now the process starts over with them. Okay. Uh, work might change. And so now you got to restart that process again. You follow what I'm saying? So it's a process of overcoming challenges and obstacles. Okay, it is a solution is not necessarily um, a one and done. Okay, the solution is finding the solution, I want to say, is never ending. Now, to some people, that just sounds like there's no way they want to be involved or engaged in this process of the same thing over and over again. 
But what you fail to realize or what they fail to realize is you're already doing it. You just don't think about it. You know, we do them in, in such mundane tasks and things like laundry, right? What's the problem? Clothes are dirty. What do you do? You wash it, but you do laundry every week. Some people do laundry daily depending on the situation in their current lives. So it's a process, right? It's not a one and done, okay? Um, another thing I will add to this is what works in one circumstance or what works in one situation may not and often does not work in another circumstance, okay? In the case of situ uh, uh, relationships um, between parents and kids, and you know this very well. I, I, it almost makes it pointless for me to say it, but if you have more than one kid, you recognize one solution for one kid totally fails for another kid. Okay? Um, if you were previously married or in a previous relationship, you may have done this in that relationship and it worked or did not work. And now you do it here and it works. Right? And you say, wow, what what is it? The point is, what works in one does not work in another. So what else might be happening here when we're talking about no perfect solutions and people who struggle with, you know, thinking they solved a problem, resolved an issue, but yet it keeps coming up again and the frustration that that creates for them? Well, two things I believe are happening. Let me know if I'm way off base here. Um, one thing that we do, that people do, is we compare. We compare. And comparing is yet something that, again, we can't get away from, but it's what we compare, right? And I don't necessarily mean comparing, you know, uh, when you're buying vegetables, right? Like, is this a better tomato versus that one? No. Obviously, we're talking about situations where you may have a problem, again, in your relationships, kids, co-workers, on your job, uh, in your neighborhood even. And you compare your current situation, the problem that you're having, with other people, okay? Um, first of all, just, just the whole comparison game will leave you disappointed every time. Okay, uh, I have a good friend of mine said this. Uh, we had him and his wife on the podcast um, a couple months ago. And, and what they said is that comparing is the easiest, and I'm butchering the quote, but it's the quickest way to rob you of your joy. Okay, when you compare, you're literally setting yourself up to lose your joy. Okay, so... They, you're in a bad spot and you look over, you look, so, you look at someone else, maybe you're scrolling through Instagram and, you know, whatever solution that they've implemented, you've implemented and you're like, why is it not working for me? Okay, so that is problematic. Um, and number two, and this is a bit more tricky, is that you compare your current situation, right? So the problem and then the solution that you've implemented to this 
imagined unrealistic situation. And, and by unimagined, I'm talking about it never happened, could never happen, right? Um, you just say, man, if only I had done this, right? And so the if is what you compare the now to. And anytime you compare the failed solution, okay, you take that failed solution and you compare it to the if only, you will always be sorely, sorely disappointed. Hi, we are the Messiah Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. An example of what I'm talking about um, is, uh, let's take my me for example. When, so when I was younger, um, I'd have some issues. Uh, when I say issues, I'm talking about disagreements with my mom. Um, you guys already know, I mean, we talk about this. My, uh, my dad died when I was young. I was nine years old. And so um, often when I would have disagreements with my mother, um, where either she wanted me to do something or she was, you know, just writing me real hard about school or whatever it is that moms and parents, you know, do to get on their, whatever it is that moms do to their kids, right? And I don't know that it was a big deal, but I didn't like it at the time. Um, I would instantly, and, and I can remember this clear as day, I would immediately go uh, to the idea that if only my dad were around, if only he were around, things would be so much better, right? If only my dad were here, he would, um, somehow he would have done some, I don't know, magical stuff or said some stuff. I often say he would check my mom, you know, my mom's riding me so hard because no one's here to like distract her is what I often would say. But I recognize, one, you know, it, that will never be. I, I mean, at that point, my dad been would have been dead five, ten years. and But here I am comparing the reality of my life, right? The current situation to an imagined, implausible solution, okay? And that never made, that didn't make me feel better. That just made me even more frustrated, so, you know, when, and I recognize when we are in these, in these problems and we're looking for solutions and we're trying to solve them, we get frustrated and we can um, have some emotional reactions and responses. I get that. Totally get that. Um, but the comparing, okay, the comparing does not help. Now, something else about solutions. People who are searching for solutions, all right? Sometimes, or oftentimes, they're looking for a solution that fixes everything, okay? They want that home run solution, the home run fix. And what we fail to realize is that sometimes a solution is a partial fix. It is a partial solution, Um and 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 that that's okay. 
I'll even go as far as say that needs to be okay, right? Some people are not okay with partial fixes, right? They're not okay unless the whole thing is resolved. And the, the, the people who struggle with this in many cases are people who are often um, black and white thinkers, right? They're very much all or nothing. Uh, and and they, they fail to see some of the uh, complexities that exist in, in problems and the solutions, okay? Because, again, often it's the case when you choose one solution, you are also choosing a different set of problems. That's just the way it is. Uh, I, I read a book not too long ago where the author says, listen, whatever it is you choose, whatever dream you choose, you're also choosing a certain set of struggles. There's just no way around it. Um, life is not without struggle. And so if you can wrap your head around, hey, I'm going to go and be, I don't know, a doctor. Yeah, I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. You are also saying, I choose to... Um, like be in school for like 20 years in many cases, depending on your specialization. Uh, if you say that you want to be a musician, right, or an artist, you're choosing to live a certain lifestyle, okay? And it's not always glitz and glam. And so we fail to see the whole picture, okay? We we think that one choice fixes it all and rarely um, does it do that? So, you know, people will often reject partial solutions. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, that baffles me in many cases, right? You, you would give up a guaranteed partial fix f for nothing. That, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and the same thing in relationships. Um, we sometimes end relationships for much the same reason, right? Meaning um, he or she didn't do all that I wanted or he or she was not all I wanted. Um, well, there's something to, to be said for what he or she was, right? What percentage of, what percentage did you have? Did, did that mean anything, you know? And we, we, we set ourselves up for some really hard challenges when we are stuck in that mindset. Now, some people will say, well, Doc, it sounds like you're telling me I should settle. And no, I'm not telling you should settle. Um, and that word is even a word I've come to not even like because anytime you say that someone is settling, that you're judging them. You're judging them. You're judging their decision. And so... Um, Set, it may simply be that they've had certain set of experiences and they know, hey, I've seen what's over there and so I know this is guaranteed, so I'm going to take this. For people who gamble, if you ever go to a casino, you know, you hit, uh, I don't know, $500. Some people say, hey, take the money and go. And other people say, well, you're settling because there's millions out there potentially. It's the same, it's the same argument, right? Potentially, there's a solution that will fix everything, but you don't have that. What you have is a partial solution, and 
I encourage people to take a look at those things. Now, the last thing I'd like to address is the goal. Okay, what's the objective? So when we're thinking about solutions, problem solving, we also need to talk about the goal, right? The, the objective of what, we're, what are we trying to accomplish? Um, because unless we are clear on what the goal is, then we will also be uh, disappointed, right? So an example I, I encounter all the time, given my profession as a counselor and working with couples, I hear a lot of couples who will say, you know what? Marriage counseling um, is a waste of time. It doesn't work. It's just time and money, and it doesn't do anything. Um, it doesn't fix marriages. It doesn't fix relationships. And I will often say, hey, you know what? You're absolutely right. I agree 100%. As a therapist and couples counselor, I will tell you, couples counseling does not fix marriages. I will concede that every time. I will give that to whoever tells me that. Yes, you win. I can, there's no way I can argue that because factually speaking, that is true. It is the people who fix marriages and repair relationships. Specifically, it is the people within the relationship that repairs relationships. Okay? But let's, let's just kind of poke at that a little bit longer. Um, it's one thing to say fix marriages, you know, fix relationships um, or fix our lives, which is something I, I take issues with. But that's for a different show at a different time. Um, but is that the goal to fix the marriage? I mean, that is not a realistic goal. OK, that is not something that um, we can conceptualize. Right. So we have a certain problem we'd like to address. We have a certain issue we'd like to address. My job is to uh, equip you with skills perhaps you didn't have before. My job is to shed light on a different perspective, maybe. Sometimes I'm simply there as a mediator. OK, create some space and some time to allow things to naturally happen. Right. Because couples, people can be impulsive. All right. So what is the goal? Right. Um, are we looking to reduce the occurrence of something? Are we looking to uh, shed light on something else? You know what I mean? Um, in in the field of substance abuse, um, you know, for people who are dealing with drugs and alcohol, um, there's the idea that we need to get people to stop drinking. But if someone's been drinking for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, or using drugs, that is not realistic. So this is where the whole idea of harm reduction came in. Okay, The solution is not a perfect solution. But there are parts that can work. And all I'm trying to do in this episode here is to, one, remind you that there are no perfect solutions. And two, that you should also embrace these imperfect solutions. OK, now it doesn't mean that you stop there, but also take a look at them. Right. Um, 
and, and specifically for our relationships. If we need perfect solutions, we will live the kind of life that is, um, it, it will be a very uh, difficult life because there are very few perfect solutions. This is why when we do find a perfect solution, we are like above the moon. And I'm telling you, I can think of a few examples in my life, right? I mean, for example, when you find that perfect parking spot, we just trip out about it. We got to tell our friends, right? That's how like small and how often we have these perfect and idyllic solutions, right? When we get the job that we want in the perfect city, the perfect house, you know, the perfect partner, hello, right? And even that is a, a that's an interesting one, right? Seeking a partner as a solution to a problem that we have. Hello, that is setting you up for major, major problems, okay? You can resolve some issues. You can have, they can fix some problems, very few, but that is your problem. That is your issue, all right? So listen, guys, that's the show. Let me just recap on some of these things. First thing is imperfections are part of life, okay? They exist everywhere. They exist in people. They exist in places. They exist in relationships, the sooner we can embrace imperfections, the sooner we begin to live a, a happier life, I want to say. Okay. Then the second piece, when we're looking at the problems that we're having, we need to not compare while we're in our problems, the solutions that we don't have to other people. Okay. And particularly even when you're implementing the same solution as someone else, do not expect the same outcome because it's not the same situation, okay? You, different people, different situ circumstances, too many variables, okay? So don't do that to yourself. And then um, think about the goal. Think about the objective, right? Think about what you're trying to accomplish. Are we completely trying to eliminate a problem? Or might we be content with some uh, half solutions, right? Because if you piece together a couple partial solutions, ultimately you end up to a full solution. You know, that's the way, um, that's the way I look at it, um, there's a there's a, a saying in in Haiti in Creole, um, right? So what's in the belly of the goat is what's his. Okay, a partial solution that's guaranteed versus a you know full and whole and perfect solution that you don't have. Which would you go with? I know what I would do, but just, you know, think about that for a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. That is our show. I hope um, there was some value for you in this short chat, this conversation. Um, if there was some value for you, then I'm pretty sure there's some value for other people. So pass the show on, share it, um, leave us a review. 
Um, let us know if you've encountered any of these half solutions, if you figured out some magical solution to, and that I'm not aware of. I, I welcome it. All right. And then I also want to um, encourage you to go to the website, uh, mercierwellness.com, and then if you have a situation where you've been searching for a solution, you've been um, stuck just kind of spinning, not able to solve it, come on in for a love check. All right, come on in and tell us that you got it here. You heard about it here on the Relationship Renegade podcast because for a limited time, they're only $99. All right, yes, only $99 for a love check when you say that you heard it here so thank you guys for listening thank you for joining me for this installment and i encourage you i invite you to come back for another installment on uh, saturday and next wednesday all right we're going to do our weekend edition and uh, you'll enjoy that just as well if not more thank you guys enjoy the rest of your day or night take care now bye-bye